Constant Contact, a digital marketing platform that helps small businesses and nonprofits of all sizes build, grow, and succeed. With email marketing, contact management, industry-leading list growth tools, social media ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses connect with customers, find new ones, and sell online, all from one easy-to-use platform. They've been trusted by millions of businesses to help improve their marketing. With a 97% deliverability rate, you can rest assured that your customers and potential customers are getting the right message at the right time. With a simple interface, Constant Contact's easy-to-use platform makes contact management easier than ever. Their list growth tools help you find a bigger audience fast. Lead generation landing pages, text to join, and social media ads are proven to grow your list and drive engagement with your brand. With thousands of integrations, you can sync Constant Contact's tools with the tools you're already using. Powerful automation tools help you send the right message to the right person at the right time, every time. To start your free digital marketing trial today, visit ConstantContact.com. Blog Talk Radio.
to Blessing Grace Radio Food for the Soul Bible Study Session tonight. The doctor is in. Yes, you heard it right. The Honorable Dr. Bishop Alphamore is back again for yet another Thursday Food for the Soul Bible Study Session. He will dive into the Bible. We are breaking down the religious burial laws and the systemic traditional ways that we are taught from a child on until adulthood as to how we should be studying and learning about God We're breaking down those walls Because I believe that your own personal relationship With God is yours And no one in church can tell you how to have a relationship With him or what it should be like Based on their own experiences Because everybody will have a different experience With God when it comes to him Being in their life Him manifesting for them Their destiny and him also calling them To what he would have them to do In his kingdom Everyone's experience is absolutely different and two people, yes, could have the same job. God could give more than one person to be a teacher, a preacher, a prophet, an evangelist, somebody who's a visionary. They could, you could have a lot of people excuse me, like that. But I do believe that the way you're getting to your destination might be just a little bit different. And tonight I want to talk about praying until something happens. That's what I'd like to talk about tonight because I can tell you for Tanley that when you are praying, God will allow something to happen when it is your time. So what I'm learning about and what I want to talk about tonight is how faith takes two things into a core. First, it takes all the written scriptures, which, of course, in the Bible talks about hoping you're hoping for something to happen. You're waiting and you're hoping for something. You've prayed and now you hope and you're trying to will it into existence. And then the spoken personal word of God, which is the key operative word is faith there, which is out of Romans 10 and 17. Now, the scriptures in the Bible show us the general will of God and effectively the communication with the conditions that must be met to receive faith and to move or his hands at work. Now, his spoken personal word does reveal his will to us personally, and it will let us know when we have met those conditions. Now, if we've met all the conditions, we're going to start to see the manifestation of his glory and his grace is always sufficient, so we're going to start to see his mercy. The goal is to hear God's confirmation and his promises and to let him place the witnesses that he has into our hearts. The promise then comes alive and becomes a reality to us. Now, the reality is the substance, which is literally a reality in itself. Now, this is a reality of things that we hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So basically, it's a substance. So we're hoping for something to happen. We're willing, we're pleading, we're praying day in and day out for something to happen. Now, realistically, depending on what you're asking for, it might be seen but not seen. If you understand what I'm saying, something can be there, but you may not see it yet. The moment you ask God for a prayer, he's already answered. It's already done. You just want to see it come to fruition, and you've got to wait until you're ready to see that manifestation of your prayer from Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, this seeking turns the general promises of God into personal reality. What I think that means, or when I say that statement, I think that means that if you remember back in the Old Testament where God made a certain covenant with certain of the four founders of the world back in that in those days, he made promises to keep them safe, to keep them together, to make sure that everything was good if they abided by his laws, which were the Ten Commandments. Now, in this dispensation of time, he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Now, if you don't know what that means, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. He left us with a comforter. It's like a a blanket, like a soft blanket. When you're cold, you wrap a blanket around you. Well, God is that soft blanket every day, all day, and you're wrapping yourself in his arms with that blanket. You're allowing him to come into your heart with that blanket. That's what he's doing, and that was his promise to never leave us nor forsake us. So when you repent of your sins wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus Christ, then you get baptized. That's when you're getting baptized in his name, Jesus Christ, and then you are seeking for that gift that he promised you. And the gift is to all mankind, for those that believe and that diligently seek him, you guys can all have the gift of the Holy Ghost. And with that gift, the best portion of the gift is to speak in an unknown tongue. That is the best portion of that gift. Also, too, when you seek God, 
You merge the word of God and the will of God into your everyday life, and that becomes what you become, and that does also become one with the word. So you want to be one with Christ. You want to be one with God. You just want to be one. You want to have oneness with him. And that is something that when you pray until something happens, effectively pray until something happens. God is not tired of you continuing to ask him. You can ask him as many times as you want. I used to think you only ask him one time and that's it. But I also learned that when you're asking God for something, you don't have to repeat it to everybody on the planet. Hey, well, this is this, this is that. No, you can ask him as many times as you might be necessary, even though he can hear you from the first time you've asked him. But the way to make sure that the prayer can can be manifested is to, after you ask him, lean on him. Stay with him. And don't only stay with him and lean on him because you asked for something, because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, if you're getting what you're asking for, there'll come a time again when you're going to need him again and again, and you're going to want to ask him again. So don't just only be his friend or let him in your life just because you want something, because God knows our heart before we even ask any questions to him. He already knows. I want to thank you guys for listening to my pray until something happens. Remember, I'm not telling you how to think. I'm just sharing with you my experiences and what I'm researching and what I'm learning. So if you like what I'm talking about, that's great. And if you want to divide and conquer and you want to research and study with me so that way I can be politically correct when I'm sharing information with you, let's do that. I love to research the Bible, all things about the Bible, so I'll be glad to research with you. The doctor is ready, and now he's in. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bishop Alfred God bless everyone tonight. Thank you, Kitasha. God bless you tonight, Sister Kitasha. Amen. When you're speaking the word of God, I have to address you, amen, as brother or sister. So thank you, Sister Kitasha, for bringing us on again tonight, expressing your thoughts, amen, as you believe God is revealing them to you. I pray, amen, each one of you are blessed by her thoughts, amen. She has some beautiful thoughts, and we're just going to continue to pray that God will bless her, and amen. She can constantly encourage, amen, each of us. Tonight, praise the Lord, we're going to get into the word of God, food for thoughts tonight. And on my agenda tonight, amen, before I get into the word of God, I'd like to address, amen, all the people of God tonight. Let us pray hard tonight, amen. They are trying to close up our churches again. Amen. Some of us haven't went back to church since they closed it up, and some of us have just started back in, and amen. Now it's, it's trying to be a reaction on that again. But let's pray, amen, that God will be done, and we know what God will is, praise the Lord. God will, amen, reduce this condition that we're in, praise the Lord. And I know, amen, all things work together for good to them that love us, the Lord. It's a purpose that God has this, amen, uh, allowing this COVID-19 to hit the world like this. And amen, a little later on, not tonight, but we're going to get into that, amen. It is a purpose. God is, amen, allowing this thing to work for his benefit, not ours. So tonight, amen, as we go into the word of God, put your prayer faith on tonight and Amen. Put your antennas up tonight. Amen. And listen to the word of the Lord. The words, amen, that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. We are coming to you tonight, amen, from the book of St. Luke chapter 18 uh, and 24. And it reads and says, and a certain rich ruler asked him, saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandment, does not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal. Do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he says, all these have I kept from my use up. Now when Jesus heard these things, 
He said unto him, Yet likest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute it unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he says, How hard shall they that have richness enter into the kingdom of God? Matthew 6, 31 and 33 says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all of these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father, he knoweth that you have need of all of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Colossians 3 and 1 and 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. We want to talk tonight, amen, about putting God first. Putting God first in our lives. This young ruler, he asked, a question. He come to Jesus and he acknowledged that Jesus was good. He said, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He was rich. He had a lot of wealth. And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good except one. That is God. So he must have had some kind of revelation, amen, that Jesus was more than just the Son of God. Uh, he had some kind of, amen, revelation that this man that I'm talking to, he has supernatural power. But Jesus says there is none good but God. He said, you know the commandments. And the young man was eager to say, yes, I know the commandments. I have kept them from my youth up to now. The test of faith tonight, Jesus was testing this young man's faith. He said, if you want eternal life, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. That was the test of this man's faith. But now Jesus did not leave him in that vendetta. He says, amen, if you sell all the cabinets driven unto the poor, thou shalt have treasures in heaven. You have treasures in heaven where no thieves or no moss, amen, could come in and take your treasure. Or amen, your treasure would mildew by old and time. Or somebody can steal it. Jesus never tell us to give more than he can give to us. Putting God first in our lives. It is essentially, man, to put God first in our lives. He must be honored above all. If we're going to put God first in our lives, amen, we must recognize him. He must be honored above all. In order to give him his proper honor, we must be First, in our submission, we got to submit to him. Now I have come to learn down through time, amen, that is not the easiest thing it is to do, is to submit to God. 
But we got to submit to him in our love and in our faith. We got to we got to submit. Lord, it's, it's not about me. It, it it's about you. Mark twelve and thirty says that, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart. Now, Amen. That takes a lot of love. Love him with all your heart and with all of thine soul and with all of thy mind and with all of thy strength. This is the first commandment. And as we experience life, there is not too many people who love the Lord with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their mind and strength. So, beloved, putting God first, do you put, amen, God first in your life? I've been in church a long time, and I'm still saying, Lord, help me. Putting God first in every effort, everything that I do, every decision that I make, I consult the Lord and say the pleasing unto him. Now, from the very beginning, amen, God mandated that, amen, he would put first in the life of his people. God wants to be first in the lives of his people. He don't want to be secondarily. But he got to be first. He's going to be first, or he is not going to be nothing at all. No individual can lay claim to being in right relationship to God without first adhering to a relationship that put God above self. Now, amen, beloved, tonight, are you putting God above your own self? Are you sure tonight, amen, that you're putting God above yourself? Yes, Jesus is testing our faith tonight. It is not for the reason of selfishness, of smallness, that God demands to be put first in the lives of believers. Rather, it is a unique, it is a quite unique oppose. God chose not to require that he be first in our lives. He would relinquish his position as being sovereignty, which would contradict his being God. Since man is human, and he needs God's relationship, he needs God's rulership over over him. We human, and we need a we need a power that is much more. Stronger than our power. That's where our God is God. Our lives come from God. Our life come from God. Without God, we would not be here. Our lives come from Him. Therefore, without Him, Man cannot exist. Moreover, in rebelling against God's rule, man rushed towards his own miserable and destruction in simple activity and by deceitful worshiping idols. He fell from the grace of God. He rushed in, rushed into it. Putting God first in our life is very important today. Not 2,000 years ago, but right now as God's speaking to us through his word, I want you to examine yourself to see where do you put Jesus at in your life? Where is Jesus in your life? How much do you love him? Do you love him with a portion of your heart? Do you love him with a portion of your strength, a portion of your mind? You got to give it all up. Hear me tonight. You got to give it all up. 
For this reason, God commands. He said, I am the Lord thy God. Now, remember, he is the Lord your God. You are not his God, but he is the Lord our God. I am the Lord thou God. And thou shalt have no other small g-o-d-s. And thou shalt have no other God before me. Man have failed to put God first because there is so many, amen, is worshiping other idol God. God said, thou shalt have no other God before me. For I am the Lord thou God. I am jealous. God said, I'm jealous. Did you not know tonight, young people, middle-aged people and old people, did you not know that, amen, the God that created us is jealous? Read Exodus chapter 22, 3 and 5. God, is, she said, I am jealous. For the same reason Jesus taught. Jesus taught this when Jesus was walking on earth. And according to the word of God, Jesus was God incarnated in flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So God come down and got in that flesh and walked among mankind. And Jesus said these words, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to believe us. We're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. According to Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6 and 33. And again, the, the first of all the commandments is hear. You got to have an ear to hear. Hear, O Israel. And he was speaking to the Jewish people at that time, but now he's speaking to the Gentiles as well. Hear, O Israel, hear. The Lord our God is one Lord. He ain't no two gods. He ain't no three gods. The Lord our God, amen, is one. But you got to get that earwax out of your ears to hear. And thou shalt love the Lord thou God with all of thine heart. Love him how? With all of your heart. God is not a sometime lover. He ain't a part-time lover. You got to love him with all your heart. And look how we, you know, strayed away from that. How many idols that, amen, we bow down, amen, and to worship. We, we put so many things before the Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all of thy soul and with all of thy mind. Now you know the Lord knows who love him that way and who who lie. Remember the rich young man wanted well, he wanted eternal life, but it was a price to pay. And it still is a price to pay for eternal life. And with all of your strength. We sometimes, amen, don't even want to give God no praise. We don't want to clap our hands. We don't want to stand up on our feet. Amen. He said, with all of your strength, Mark 12, 29, and 30. Putting God first is God first in your life. Therefore, is not something that a Christian should do, nor is it just Something lawfully, a lofty goal or ideal. On the contrary, putting God first is the primary mandate of divine law. God, amen. This is the divine law of the kingdom of God. If you're going to go into the kingdom of God, you must obey the divine law of God. You must obey. I'm talking about every born-again believer 
amen, that can hear the word tonight. If you're going to go into the kingdom of God, you've got a responsibility. You must obey the divine law of God to enter into the kingdom. Not to fail to do so is to exclude oneself from being subject to the king of kings. If we don't obey him, we, 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 we are uh, excusing ourselves to obey the king of kings. If we don't keep the divine law, if we don't love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, now, amen, we put our lives in jeopardy because, amen, we are not obeying, amen, the, the, the king of kings. We are considered, amen, to put God first. And you know the flesh does not want to put God flush. I mean first. Putting God's kingdom first. The Bible says, keep first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's the first thing we are to do, amen, if we are Amen. Going to serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We got to first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, and all of these things shall be added unto you, according to Matthew 6 and 33. Amen. Ever what you need, if you seek the Lord wholeheartedly, God will supply your needs with his riches and glory. Now, God is a man that can't lie. And I, I'm a living witness, amen, that he, he'll supply your needs because, amen, for 80 years, God's been supplying my needs. And still is. Many times I don't know what, where things going to come from. How am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? But I'm seeking the Lord. First, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Put the Lord's first imprint in your mind. When you lay down that night, let it be about Jesus. The kingdom of God comes not with observation. You can't, you can't see it, amen, with your physical eyes. It ain't going to come, amen, the kingdom. I'm talking about the kingdom. God is king, and he has to have a kingdom. While the kingdom of God comes not with observation, neither shall they Say, lo here, uh, lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom, the power of God is within you. Luke 17, 20 and 21, and Acts, amen, says, 1 and 8, after that you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. Now, Bahushanda. When you receive the Holy Ghost, amen, you're going to receive the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. The power of God is within you. Putting God first. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is an inner spiritual kingdom. It's an inner spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical kingdom. Not our king. This thing is done in the inside of an individual. The kingdom of God, Amen. It is a spiritually, and that is it is invisible to the natural eye and to the natural intelligence. That's where in mankind that uh, is carnality don't understand people that is spiritually. They can't see. They blind. And so many times the way that God used a believer and then not your man, see, he thinks something is wrong with it. He admonished, he admonished his fathers to seek the kingdom, seek the kingdom first. Before anything else, before you get anything else in your mind, seek the kingdom of God. Then God can lead you. God can tell you, amen, what you should do. You don't have to be wandering all over the doorposts of everything. Amen, what I'm supposed to do. If you seek the Lord in his kingdom, he will show you what you should do. 
As they followed him, the disciple became aware that Jesus had an invisible, inward strength and power. Amen. As they followed Jesus, they, they saw, wait a minute, this man that we follow is not like any other man that we ever knew. We know about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Moses. Amen. We know about all of them. But amen, this man, he got a, a inwardly power. He got an inwardly strength. That is, amen, God, he's seeking first the kingdom of God. The God is living within him. When they sensed that he drew upon this power through prayer, they required that he teach them to pray. Now they prayed, but their prayer was not effective like his. And, and at that time, amen, it couldn't be because they didn't have a Holy Ghost. They didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was at that time. But they saw Jesus. And they saw this endless strength when Jesus prayed, something happened. When they prayed, they just believed. But when Jesus prayed, they saw the manifestation of the power of God in Jesus. Then it's to teach us how to pray. We need to learn how to pray like that. We don't need to just learn a whole lot of words, speaking great words, amen. That, 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 in some cases, maybe, but we need to learn how to pray effectively. We need to pray, learn how to pray till you feel the anointing of the Lord. We need to pray. Teach us how to pray till our prayers is manifested. He responded by giving them an example in which we are to pray. For he said, it says, amen, for God's kingdom to come. Pray. Pray that God's kingdom come. Come where? Come within you. Pray that the kingdom of God come. Pray that the rulership of God come in your life. Not you ruling your own life, but the Lord rule in your life. That's what you pray for. The kingdom come in Luke 11 and 2. Jesus made it clear that the kingdom of God is a fundamental source of all spiritual life and strength. And that his followers are to partake of his eternal source. Now, amen. Jesus wants his followers to have the same kind of power, the same kind of anointing that he had. But you got to seek first the kingdom of heaven. He didn't tell you go out there and seek the material things of this world. He said seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And then he said all of these things shall be added unto you. The principles of the kingdom of life. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught that we must pray for God's rule in our life. God rule in our life. When we pray, we ought to pray. God rule in our life. Not the things of this world, but amen, we pray that God, you rule in our life. A kingdom it entitles a system of government and authority. In the kingdom, amen, it entitles something. You got a system of government, and it's a system of authority. You can't do anything that you want in the kingdom of God, amen, because it is governed by authority. It is governed by power. It has a, a rule. The king and his subjects who must submit to the king. Amen. We got to submit to the king. When you pray, you got to make sure, amen, you are submitting to King Jesus. To the king. And also have law in order that 
form the structure of the kingdom. Amen. God's kingdom has laws. You can't, amen. You got to abide by God's laws. You can't just say, you know, any kind of words, a few little words, amen, and thank God is pleased with that. You're going to have to learn how to pray, and the Spirit of God going to have to teach you. That is, a, that is a divine thing. The laws are order, and they are divine principles for living. The laws of God show us how to live. Putting God first. Think of it right now. Are you putting the Lord Jesus first in your life? Are you trying to figure out life for your own self? I'm talking about Jesus said, Amen. First seek ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. All of these things shall be added unto you. The scripture, amen, refer to these principles as the law. L-A-W, the law. The testimony and the statute, the commandments, and the judgment of God. See Psalm 19, verse 79. To really seek first the kingdom of God, we must acknowledge God as king. We must acknowledge God as king. Is he your king? Is God your king tonight? Oh, yes, I acknowledge him as my king. And he rules. He's the ruler of my life. He should be the ruler of your life. He, if he's your king, he has that, that authority. And you got to, amen, be submission unto his will. We must be willing to learn obedience. Uh, it didn't say, man, we were, we were obedient. We must be willing to learn obedience. If you've been serving the Lord and you have not been obedient, learn obedience. Through the submission of our carnal nature, we have to bring, amen, a carnal con, a mind, a man can't please God. This old sinful nature, amen, can't please God. The kingdom ways are not our ways. Isaiah 55, 89 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, Jesus said, I don't think like you. You human, but I'm divine. I'm finite. You infinite. Divine principle, amen, of the kingdom of God. It begs the difference from the natural law of this life. Many people, amen, have come to view that pursuing all things in this life for the from the vantage point of self-esteem and self-glory. Just get everything you want, hey, amen, in this life for self-esteem and, and self-glory. And that's where man has failed at. God said, my ways are not like your ways, but such self-promotion. Too often it leads into greed. It, 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 it leads people into greed. They, they fall into these rich schemes and, 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 and riches, amen. And when they know anything, amen, the little strength they did have in the Lord, they don't have that no more because the riches is done choked it out of them. In human society, even the natural law are continually bent and broken in order to gain material possessions and accumulation. Oh, yes, our natural law just continue to be broken to accomplish what? Material thing. No matter, amen, uh, who who you step on, how many people you, you amen, uh, hurt, amen, just since you can gain these material things, you just break the law. That's the human law. 
but it seems that human being generally endows to present a particular image of self that they may believe that they may believe will bring the best posture. Man is looking to exalt his own self. Man is not putting God first, but he's scheming all around God. And some of them, they first started out putting God first, and God allowed them to prosper, and they seen how to prosper, and they turned that around and stopped putting God first and began to put self first. But Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of God first. Are you seeking the kingdom of God first in your life? You that is out there and ready your land, amen. If you hear me tonight, are you first? Are you seeking the kingdom of God? Have the kingdom of God come within you? He wants, amen, to reveal the real value of life and to deliver mankind from the delusion of worldly persuasion. The devil has put us in a, uh, a delusion. We've been tricked. We've been duped. We've been scammed. We haven't put God first. Now we don't sunk into a world of sin that we don't want to turn back to God. Jesus taught, amen, that a person, amen, would fail if he failed to build his house upon the rock. If you don't build your house upon the rock, it's amen, you don't fail, you don't fail. And that rock that I'm talking about is none other than Jesus Christ. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. If you don't build your house on a rock, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. Let the winds of life begin to blow against it. Let your trials and tribulation come against it. If it's not on a solid rock, it's going to fall. And this we're referring, amen, to his teaching, which in, in which invited, amen, the Principles of the kingdom of God. See Matthew seven twenty four and twenty seven. The different amen in the humanity law of this world and those of God's kingdom, it is illustrated by the words and life of Jesus as he dealt with the disciples on this subject. And the Lord is Dealing with his disciples right now If you are a believer in Jesus You are a follower in Jesus You are his one of his disciples And as you know Amen in the word of God Amen Jesus disciples could not do Ever what they wanted to do They were under strict authority Is to obey the Lord On one occasion T.W. Uh, the disciples, amen, they desired, amen, that the Lord would allow one of them to sit on his right hand and the other to sit on his left hand in his glory, Mark 10 and 37. Uh, in the insurance discussion, Jesus taught them that such honor would be to those who live in accordance with the principles of the kingdom of God. Did you live right? Amen. If you want to, if you want to sit on one sit on the right right hand side and another on the left, did you keep the principles? Did you keep my law? Did you keep my stature? We often sometimes want to mirror things, amen, that we have not lived up to. We want things, amen, and want to do things that we have not really come Spiritually to do I tell the preachers amen Wait on your ministry Don't just get a little humming in your voice Amen and think you can go out and say the word. Wait on your ministry Amen let's wait But we are not like that In society today We get a little piece of paper and we're ready to go He noted <laughs> He knows, amen, that in the Gentile world, people who 
was accountable. Great was those who was in position of rulership, a lordship, position of earthly exaltation in God's kingdom. However, he told them, whosoever would be great among you should be your master or your servant. Now, amen, many times, amen, today, we don't want to be no servant, but that's all a man of God is, amen. All a man of God is is a servant. We are here to serve the people. They may give you these high names and position, amen, but you shouldn't exalt yourself because of that. You are just a servant. Don't let nobody pat you on your back and, and get you all out of whack, amen, because then I gave you, amen, a PhD, a doctor's, amen, a, a, a divinity or something. Don't let them pat you out, amen, on the back and tell you or somebody. If you are serving the Lord in his kingdom, you just say servant. And you want to hear him on that day serving, say servant, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up here, and I'll make you ruler over many. Oh, give the Lord some praise. However, he concluded, amen, that even he come to serve Jesus and to lay down his life for many, Mark 10 and 47. Jesus came to serve. In seeking God's kingdom, the Christian must submit to God, law, and become subject to the king. Have you submitted to God's law? Amen. The young young man, rich ruler, say, I have kept all of these up to now. Jesus tested his faith to sell what you have. Are you committed to God's law? You know when the Lord bless us with possession, we don't want to give it up. We be just like a little rich ruler. Whoso therefore shall humble himself, the same is great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18 and 4. If you humble yourself, the Amen. God will exalt you. You don't have to exalt yourself. God will exalt you. The Lord, amen, not only taught about putting the principles of the kingdom of God first in our life, he exemplified it in his own life. Perhaps the greatest illustration of all is his death. As we're putting God for his death, I, I, amen. I've I got to die for the sins of the world. Amen. He exemplified it. He came, amen, for a purpose, and that was to die. Not only that, amen, his resurrection. And his burial. Jesus lived daily to serve and to help others. He brought healing, salvation, deliverance, and help to the suffering throughout his ministry. Amen. He he lived to help others. Is that what we are doing today, man? We ought to be living to help others. It's not about me, but it's about you, O oh Lord. He brought, amen, deliverance and help to uh, the suffering, amen. And we got a suffering generation. We got a suffering world, amen. We ought to do all we can is to help people today, amen, live a better life. Don't be satisfied with your life because, amen, you say, well, I'm saved. And then and, and not thinking about somebody else. We all once were sinners. In the willingness of Jesus denied the satanic Lure to higher earthly position and power. You know that story, amen, in the book of Luke, amen. Jesus told, uh, Satan told Jesus, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all of this. 
That's a lie that Satan told, amen. He couldn't give Jesus nothing that didn't already belong to him. It already belonged to Jesus. Well, that's how the temple come, amen. He come, amen, to show you a big picture and, and tell you, amen, what he can do. But in the rejection, Satan attempted, he attempted, he submitted himself to God. Plan to the end. No matter what the devil throw at Jesus Christ, Jesus didn't bow down to it. He submitted himself to God to the end, to the end. When he died on the cross, he said, Father, it's finished. It's over with. Into my hands, I command my spirit. All power, both in heaven and earth, is into my hands. On the whooping post, on the cross. Yes, they whooped him on the cross. The badge, the sage, amen, was so merrill, more than any man. They beat Jesus like they did. Ain't no man beat, were beaten like they beat Jesus. Isaiah, the 57th, 52nd chapter, verse 14. They beat Jesus, but he humbled himself. And became obedient to death. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. They beat him. They spit on him, put a crown of thorns around him, but he humbled himself. He put God first. And his humility in his humility, his judgment was taken. Away. Acts Amen eight thirty three. In his power and his authority. As God was in the place, he could have called legions of angels to rescue him. Matthew 26 and 53. Yet he submitted to his mission that called for his death. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him a name above every name, a name that every knee gonna bow and every tongue shall confess. Because he Put God first. For whosoever exalt himself shall be abased, and whosoever humble himself shall be exalted. Luke 11, 14 and 11. One of the scribes, all my time is about out. God bless you and ready your land tonight. I want to say, man, putting God first. Re-examine your life, amen, and see where do you have the Lord at? Do you have him on the second shelf of your mind? Or is, is, is he first? I challenge you tonight, look into your life. Examine your life. Prove your life. See whether you're in the faith or not, except you be reprobate. This is Dr. Moore saying, I wish I had time tonight. God bless you, and I love you. That was excellent coming from Dr. Moore tonight. We are so elated that he came on tonight. We are very, very grateful that he was able to come on another Thursday night and give us what thus saith the Lord tonight. As always, he gives it to us raw and uncut. He doesn't sugarcoat it or do anything of the like. This is exactly the way God gives it to him. This is exactly the way he gives it to us and for that. We are so grateful that we have had the man of God to break down this word. Please keep accordance with the word of God. Please study what he's taught you. That way you can keep refreshed in your mind of these courses. Remember, we'll be back on Sunday um, at our Sunday church service. Thank God for that. And then next Wednesday for prayer. But on next Thursday, if we don't hear from you, we don't talk to you, we do say happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving to you. We will not be back next Thursday. May God speed. May the Lord keep you. Bye-bye, everybody. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's Crispy Chicken Biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 
You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.